Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, General Manager at KHNC. And I'm sitting in on every Tuesday and Thursday, except for last week. I took a little bit of time off here. And you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. They do it better than anybody. Get a little hard assets put away while you still can. Let's face it, the uh, black swans are flying and circling. Anything can happen here. You've got uh, pandemics brewing in the world. You've got a U.S. Pres- sitting U.S. president being, well, basically humiliated on uh, world television and world markets. And when he's humiliated, the country's humiliated. You better sit up and pay attention because this is just going to be crazy where we go from here. You can also head out and order 24-7-365 at allamericangold.com, which is updated daily with news to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. I'm broadcasting uh, up here at my uh, studios in Cave Creek, Arizona, and we have the president and CEO, Joe Jaquin, Patriot Trading Group, who usually does the show. I try to help him out a couple days a week down at the uh, Hole in the Ceiling Studios in beautiful Deer Valley. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, Eric. I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually getting ready to head up to Colorado as soon as the show is over. I'm heading down to the airport getting on a plane. I'll be up uh, at the mothership up there in Johnstown for uh, for the rest of this week. So if you guys want to stop by, please do so. I do have a couple of announcements. So sometime this afternoon, and we'll uh, make an announcement right before it happens for about five minutes, we'll be off the air as we do uh, some much-needed transmitter work, uh, but it'll be for about five minutes. Uh, we'll be off the, well, I guess the terrestrial radio will still be streaming, uh, but we'll be off the air for about five minutes there. And then uh, after Alex Jones tonight, so Alex Jones is from 5 to 9 p.m., uh, our stream will be down, and actually our website will be down for about an hour as we launch our new website, which is going to be a whole lot better for you guys uh, and a whole lot better for us. So, so that'll take about an hour tonight uh, as our as we get our new stream and our new website. Uh, still same address, thirteen sixty khnc.com. Uh, but our new updated website that I think all of you are going to find uh, much more user friendly and easier to see all of the changes that we made in in the programming, all of that stuff. So kind of a big day for us uh, for about five minutes this afternoon. And right before that happens, uh, Jason will come on the air and announce it to everybody. Hey, we're going to be off the air for about five minutes. Uh, then we'll be back up. And then tonight uh, for about an hour uh, after Alex Jones, uh, the website will be down, uh, and then I'll be back up with our new site. You know, you ought to play that thing that goes, eh, eh, you know, the test of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> you ought to play it and then have the station go dark. <laughs> I all right, all right. You know, the emergency broadcast people would appreciate that. Yeah, we don't need to, uh, to stir the pot any more than it is. Of course, that's the... Mothership, 1360KHNC.com. It's a uh, great day to be alive. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. And being alive, yeah, the pandemic, the pandemic that's brewing. I mean, you know what's wrong with this world? You know, you can, the uh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant is, you know, 
just everywhere. It's just it's you know news omnipresent. Um, it's crazy, and so is the uh, coronavirus. And you know, I, do we have too much media? I, I really think we do. You know, they all try to outdo each other. They release fake news. They just want to be the first to get it all out. It's just gone crazy, and you really can't. It's at the the the, the spot now where any of news reports or any breaking news that you get, we interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. You know, well, they did that for Kobe Bryant during the golf tournament. You know, God rest his soul. What a horrible tragedy. But, uh, but again, just, you know, too much news. The, the initial stories they release is whole families in the helicopter, you know, the, uh, the pandemic, the coronavirus, you know, that, oh, everybody's dying everywhere, you know. And, I mean, you can see that you get 10 different versions of, 10 di- of, of the same story in 10 minutes. And this is why you want to tune in, you know, find a news source that you trust. We work really hard to get the news out to everybody. I have to tell you, Joe, I was down, I missed you yesterday. I was down at, at your office for a little bit. I'm still having knee problems. I apologize last week, uh, uh, but I, I've got it on the run. I'm doing a lot better. And um, Wendy was there, and she said her husband, John, wasn't feeling good, and she had to take him to the hospital. And she said everybody at the hospital here in Scottsdale is wearing masks. And I just thought that was interesting. I've never, you know, in China, you see them. The airports, everywhere they go, you look at the the global news feeds, everybody has masks on. That is yet to happen here. You think that's going to happen here, Joe? Do you see that happening? Let's hope not, right? The whole time, as as we've been watching this thing, you know, yesterday I was talking about how uh, I don't believe anything uh, coming out of the Chinese media. So if, if, if China is willing to admit that, hey, 5,000 people have the virus, uh, you can probably bet that it's more like 50,000 or 500,000 people that have it. And, and, and I, I just believe that to be true. I hope, I hope that it doesn't happen here uh, where all of a sudden we've got a real issue and cases start breaking out all over the place. I mean, at that point, uh, you know, not knowing enough about this, I would think that, yeah, that would, that could definitely happen. I know this, 3M had earnings today, by the way, not very good, uh, laying off 1,500 people, but they have said they've ramped up production of masks uh, because of the coronavirus. So there you go. Well, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back after these messages. Oh, yeah, you're listening to Patriot Radio News Hour. We're live on this 28th day of January 2020 in the year of our Lord. We were kind of rolling in talking about the uh, coronavirus. What a weird name they named that. So, I mean, I don't want to make light of the situation, but when I first heard it, I was like, well, I've had the coronavirus before. It usually goes away by noon the next day. But um, anyway, you know, the major pandemics, you know, really don't land in America. I, you know, we had, it's been a long time, you know, the, the you had the, uh, well, the black plague. Well, it wasn't bubonic plague, but the influenza uh, in 1918, and it lasted for a couple of years. It actually killed the Dodge brothers. Not a lot of people know that. You know, the Dodge boys, they were the founder of Dodge Motor Company in January 1920 while they were in New York City to attend an auto expo. They both became sick with the flu that was going around. That's where the uh, the Indians 
the accused Indians that they made those, I forget what years, from 1907 up to, I think, gold confiscation in 1933. So right through the flu pandemic where they thought maybe the Indian coin, because of the incusion, carried that uh, virus. But the Dodge brothers died of it, said they contacted it at an auto show. And, I mean, it went, it was fast. So that was, I mean, then after that you had the, the Asian flu in the 50s, the Hong Kong flu. I remember that in the late 60s. But, again, you know, they all have other names, and they you know, it wasn't nobody wore masks around here. The Russian flu in the 70s, I don't know if any people remember that. And then we had SARS. So everything's always somewhere else. Barring the 1918 pandemic, they pretty much stomped it out in this country. But, again, there's a lot of issues from the massive illegal immigration. And, you know, don't think for a minute that there's not at least at least 100 million uh, illegals that have snuck into this country, at least 100 million. And then anyone else who wants to come in, the legal immigration is another 100 million people. So, I mean, easily 200 million people that were born somewhere else in this country. But, you know, they weren't uh, they weren't vaccinated. They didn't do the vaccines like we all had to do. I mean, when you were a kid in Iowa in kindergarten, they had that gun in early 60s and they jammed it in your arm bang you know and we all got that pockmark on our arms so so all the diseases that have been eradicated are now all coming back and i know a lot of people especially up the mothership here um a lot of different thoughts on vaccinating your child but uh nevertheless there's diseases that have been gone from american society that are starting to come back again and it's a little bit alarming isn't it joe yeah, it really, really is. And I guess, you know, the thing I always think about, we're probably due for something like that, right? The As as uh, science and technology have advanced, right, you, you, you're able to go 100 years without a, a major, I guess, killer out there. And, uh, you know, the, they evolve and find a way, and, and we'll see if this one's it. This is definitely... I, I would say the closest one, you know, we had, you know, Ebola in in, in Africa, which kind of was isolated to, to uh, you know, to, to, to the African nations, really didn't uh, spread beyond its borders. We had SARS. Remember SARS? Uh, that was, I don't know, maybe a decade or so, maybe two decades ago, we had the SARS uh, thing. Yeah, but that was 10 years one, ago. Ten years yeah, ago and that. that one was hard to pass along, you know, people to people. Now, now we've got uh, this coronavirus, and, and it just seems like uh, every every go round, uh, it gets a little worse and a little worse. So, uh, is this the one? I, I let's hope not. Well, interest rates are dropping. What did they say? One point six trillion wiped off the uh, world equity markets in forty eight hours. Um, so, yeah, the economic ramifications, people are, are definitely nervous about all this. So we'll see. I mean, it's you just, again, I hate hate to over-report on it because I don't know. I'm not qualified, and neither are any of the other gazillion people that are talking about it. So hopefully it doesn't, you know, turn into a, a, a huge issue here in this country. But one of the things that makes me nervous about it, A, is they are trying to build hospitals. I mean, literally MASH-style hospitals in China. So that's an issue. And um, 
it just makes me a little bit nervous here that uh, the the virus itself, you can have it, but it doesn't show any symptoms, I think, for up to 12 days. So that that is a little disconcerting, but that's enough about that. Let's really talk about what's happening in this country. And unless you have CNN, you would never know what was going on. And that's the impeachment of the president of the United States. I mean, it's crazy. I watched some of it last night. You know, I've been having trouble sleeping. I've got this knee problem, and uh, we're getting it worked out. But um, I watched the impeachment hearing, and I lasted about 20 minutes. I fell sound asleep. <laughs> it was the most boring thing I've ever seen. You know, and they're always, why do the, the liberals are always waiting for the next person to testify? Okay, this will be the one that gets rid of this president. Let's bring on Stormy Daniels. Yeah, that, that'll, he'll be gone, man. Once she's up, he'll be gone. Or then the, oh, the Mueller report. Yeah, once he gets up and testifies, the president is history. And then uh, Jovanovich, I mean, she needed to be fired. Just, but anyway, you, you know, presidents are allowed to fire ambassadors. Now, yes, Bolton. Bolton is the one, you know, and it really, if he doesn't get to testify, you can just read all about it in his book. I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen ever, and nobody cares. It isn't on the headlines. It's the front page of the Arizona Republic. You got to look at a little box down today, or it says impeachment hearing. I mean, I don't know what country this is. I don't know how we got here, but I've lived through two other presidents being impeached, and it was absolutely dominant, top story. Everywhere, ABC, NBC, CBS, the television, any station, any cable news feed, every radio station, it was everywhere. Today, we nothing. We don't even have a, like a countdown on 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 TV because you know they love to count anything. Like presidential impeachment day thirty seven, right? You know we don't even have that. I don't get it. So where are we heading? I mean, I mean. Is everybody going to be driving around going, oh, well, this, you know, a bunch of Republicans flip-flopped and they threw this, the uh, president out of office. Now we're going to go to the Kobe Bryant story. I mean, it's crazy. Absolute insanity. I don't get it. I have to tell you, though, that uh, I don't watch any mainstream TV anyway, but um, I have to admit that I am kind of hooked on, on Netflix. <laughs> So if you're watching, I love Larry David, the the you know the founder of Seinfeld. I think he's funny. He's got a great show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you haven't seen it, and he's still doing it. I don't know how old he is, but they got a new show came out this week, and it shows a guy in L.A. wearing a Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> the guy, the guy he's talking to goes, notice. Nobody ever wears a Make America Great Again hat backwards because if you're going to get an ass kicking, you want to see it coming. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was a, you know, love him or hate him. It was still a funny joke. So anyway, and that is true. I've yet to see a mega hat on backwards. So uh, I have one. So, and uh, I keep it up at our ranch. I wore it at the... Uh, county fair when i was there nobody tried to beat me up so so you're listening to the patriot radio news hour i guess we could do some business the uh the equity markets the gold markets gold gold took out its 2013 high yesterday 
So, I mean, what are the percentages? Was gold up almost 30% in uh, 2019, Joe? Yeah, it was up over 20% uh, in 2019. Uh, I, I think we're probably looking at another 20% here in, in 2020. Uh, right now, though, today we got some profit-taking in gold today. It's down about $7. Uh, health support, that 1565 level, Held support there, so that's a good sign. Just some some profit taking happening there. Silver, silver did not get that close above eighteen and a quarter yesterday. Uh, it's getting hit hard today. It's down uh, over fifty cents an ounce, seventeen dollars and fifty six cents an ounce. Uh, and and again, seventeen fifty is kind of the old silver support as well. Uh, I, if you're a silver buyer, today's the day I'd, I'd be dipping my toe in the water on the silver markets. We got a silver special. Uh, we'll run for everybody a little later in the show. Uh, but but uh, the equity markets up 200 points. Uh, earnings were bad. Pfizer, uh, I already told you about 3M, United Technologies, uh, all of the, I think the only good earnings report today was out of Xerox, which uh, there's not many people left at that lo- uh, at that company any longer, uh, but but durable goods was really really below what they were hoping for. The headline number was good. Uh, remember la- last month durable goods were down three point one. This month the, the, these are headlines up two point four. Uh, but but that was a, a big military order came in, so maybe the Saudis were buying something. Uh, but when you take out, you know, they always you take out transportation, uh, durable goods, another negative number, business investment. You know, that's where uh, what our U.S. companies doing, uh, th- and that was down big. That was the big miss. That's the number that they use for GDP, Eric. So now. A lot of fourth quarter GDP revisions are starting to hit the tape. Uh, we're looking now somewhere, depending on where you look, uh, the average zone now I think is about 1.7% now for fourth quarter GDP. Well, you can sure tell that physical gold buying has picked up. Um, you know, I monitor the COMEX markets, and I look at them almost every day, and you're getting backwardation, which you – you only get when you get strong physical buying, where, in other words, the volume for the futures market for the nearer months, you know, if you roll out uh, and you look at, at volume, I forget what month it is right now. I think it's March gold is taking out volume for June gold. And that means that you're starting to see a lot of physical buying and you're also seeing the uh, distributors and the exchanges starting to hedge their inventory. So, you're starting to see a, a, what I've we're following where all the paper gold was dominating the market. Now, I imagine, Joe, without even looking, I can just see it on the comics that uh, physical demand is picking up and premiums for physical real gold have to be rising. They just have to be right yeah, now. That, that's exactly what we're seeing here. So we're seeing uh, a big pickup in demand. And it's not just, just, just here at Patriot or here in the U.S. globally. Uh, big, big, sharp increases in demand. And, and I would say here in the U.S., we're the lagger there, right? We're the lagger in demand. But demand is definitely coming back into the markets. And, Eric, you hit it right on the head. When that happens, uh, the premiums go up, right? And, and, and that's exactly what we've seen over the last, especially think about the last, 
oh, I'd say about 90 to 120 days or so, uh, definitely a major uh, swing in demand. You're now saying these premiums are starting to rise again and kind of really just getting back to what was normal uh, for the last 20 years plus or so. We're starting to see those premiums get there. We're not all the way back yet, but my guess is uh, if 2020, if the start is any indication by the end of 2020, I think we're going to be looking at premiums that we've been, that we are used to seeing over the last 20 years in the gold markets. You know how weird the world is, Joe. I mean, nothing makes any sense to me. I'm laughing. Okay. You know, I, I love the old music. You know, I, I'll even play it when I'm up at the station. I played four hours of, of old classic music and old Motown stuff. I love all that stuff, but Never in, in growing up in history in my life did I ever hear this record went gold and then this record went platinum. But now, really, if you want to make it, your record has to go palladium. <laughs> so it's incredible if, if what can, palladium has done. <laughs> I mean, they always say an artist, yes, his record went platinum. I mean, what, palladium's twice the price of platinum? Platinum's still cheaper than gold. This is how crazy these world and the advent of computer trading has just skewed some markets where they're unrecognizable. But believe me, the law of supply and demand hasn't changed. We'll be back. We'll be back. Stay with us. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The media would like you to think that President Trump's firing of Navy Secretary Richard V. Spencer is a case of a rogue president ignoring the experts to insert his own uninformed opinions. In reality, it was a clear-cut case of a president exercising his prerogative under the Constitution to get rid of an obstructing deep state bureaucrat. Richard Spencer is a former Wall Street banker lacking any combat experience. His skills are not in hand-to-hand fighting against the enemy, but in navigating the bureaucracy of the Pentagon. Spencer was resisting the order by his commander-in-chief to restore Navy SEAL Special Chief Eddie Gallagher to his full rank after some phony allegations were proven false. In a textbook example of insubordination by the swamp, Secretary Spencer persisted in defying Trump's commands concerning the Gallagher case. Underlings should not be trying to negotiate around their superiors, especially in the military. Trump did not command the Navy to do anything immoral or contrary to the Constitution. Spencer should have complied with his duty to obey orders. After he was fired, Spencer made the rounds on television to criticize our president. When asked the obvious question on CBS to explain what's wrong with following a lawful order from the commander-in-chief, Spencer had to admit nothing. But then Spencer added that I could not, in my conscience, do this. His conscience somehow prevented him from honoring the equivalent of a presidential pardon. Remember, there was nothing immoral in Trump's order. Spencer might have disagreed with Trump's policy decisions, but it's not Trump's job to cater to the desires of his subordinates. It's the job of the Navy secretary to carry out the orders of the commander-in-chief in accordance with the Constitution. Spencer and other Trump critics need to take a close look at Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1 of our Constitution. And I quote, The president shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. End quote. 
If service men and women are going to take oaths to defend the Constitution, they ought to have a Navy secretary who actually bothers to follow it. That's the common sense we find in our president. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, Tuesday's Child, sitting in with the host of this show, Joe Jaquin, who's president of Patriot Trading Group, does a great job, bought the company from me. I don't even know how many years ago, four or five years ago. So anyway, Joe, I, are we or are we not in another QE situation? I mean, are the feds pumping money into this economy with uh, stock markets at record highs? Well, we see it every day right now. They don't call it QE, and it doesn't really matter. Call it what you want. Every day, uh, the feds run repo auctions, and that's that's just to alleviate the banks uh, that don't have enough money to pay all the demands of the people that have bank accounts, right? People, hey, I'm making uh, my mortgage payment, my car payment, my insurance payment, whatever it may be. I'm buying my groceries today. They don't have enough cash because they've been forced to buy all this debt. And so now they got the repo markets. But on top of that, here's what's happening now. We're starting to see a clearer picture emerge. Uh, The central bank wants desperately to try to end these repo auctions. Uh, but the problem is there's too much debt being issued every day that needs to be bought up. So now, every month now, the Fed is buying $60 billion of U.S. Treasuries on top of all what they're doing in all the repo markets. I wouldn't be surprised in the next meeting or two uh, from the central bank, if that number gets increased, that sixty billion, maybe it goes to a hundred billion, maybe a hundred and fifty billion, to where the Federal Reserve will be buying enough of the debt that these banks won't have to buy them, and will have enough money to where they don't need the repo auctions anymore. I think that's what they're trying to pull off. The problem is. Uh, the sixty billion they thought would be enough to do it hasn't materialized. That's just not it's not enough. And of course you look at the US debt and you see it rising every day. I mean, the debt's up two hundred billion dollars in just the last month. Uh, we issued a, a new note now. We're coming out with a twenty year note uh, because the auction sizes of the ones that we already have are so big that they gotta come up with a different one. Uh, so now we're going to start seeing the 20-year uh, note being auctioned off, and I don't have 
numbers if it's going to start out at 10 billion or 15 billion whatever it is uh, and how often they're going to do the 20 year bond uh, but it's been a big problem so Eric the answer to your question is yes and I think they're going to have to finally admit it uh, and by all types short term long term and I think the 60 billion number you know let's say probably got to be at least double it or get near double uh, to an order if they want to end these repo auctions. But $60 billion is just one month worth, right? That's a month. That's correct. You know, they when they when here's what's so crazy. No one talks about this except right here. Joe has been all over this, that when they, when they first brought the QE in, you know, and that was the Bush bailout, everybody's going to get bailed out. But when they, what they were buying, what the, the, the Fed and the, tre- they were buying the, 30-year treasuries that were tied to mortgage-backed securities. And now it's so bad, you know, because when I started in this business, the only bug that went across KFNN, they used to call it, which is now CNBC, but it was the Financial News Network, um, KFNN had the first ticker bug that ran across the TV. You know how old I am, Joe? On our trading floor, when I first started trading commodities um, that – we actually had a ticker tape machine. I mean, we had the, the ticker tape machine, and you could get up and read the quotes, and whenever a news item went by, a bell was on it. So it would go bing, one bell, and then it would go bing, bing. You know, that would, yeah, yeah. But if you got a five-bell news story, which in all my days of trading, and there was hundreds of guys on the trading floor, I worked for a national company, that uh, a fo- only one five-bell story ever and literally trading stopped. Everybody ran over to the ticker tape machine to read the story. It was Ronald Reagan was shot. So that was the only five-bell story. But, you know, what? how everything is so crazy right now is that this should be a massive. This is a five-bell story. This is huge. I mean, you're talking about uh, these bullets were put in place, for lack of better words, probably, you know, politically incorrect. But these are financial bullets put in to save markets, to save them. These are the currencies and the steps of last resort, these QE bailouts and the uh, Federal Reserve picking up and backing treasuries and, and paying the interest on them to uh, cover losses through financial institutions. And, I mean, to be doing this with a Dow at record heights again, like this show is based, this whole show I'm doing today, that nothing makes any sense anymore. And uh, this is a five-bell story that you won't find anywhere. But, I mean, they're doing it because behind the scenes, the uh, there's a lot more weakness. Now, the 30-year note that used to tick across the bug, you know why you don't see it anymore? Because they can't sell it. Nobody believes the country's going to be here in 30 years. There's an entire generation right now that, you know, believes we're going to be wiped out in 10 because of climate change. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They need to go, like like Europe did, they need to go to 40-year securities. 40 years, this way they can perpetuate the de- destruction of the Federal Reserve note. They can uh, make the mortgage rates longer. They can hedge them for the bad financial institutions that are hedging through bad uh, financial debt-laden instruments, and they can keep this thing going a little longer. But right now, they can't even sell a 10-year. It's amazing to me, Joe. Well, you know, the president was out again today 
uh, on Twitter going after the Federal Reserve, demanding that they lower rates. And he's not talking about uh, zero. It looks like he's demanding that they go to negative rates to help try to keep the debt down. Right. In, in a tweet this morning, the president said again that he would like the central banks to cut key lending rates so it's more in line with the rest of its global peers. So that means negative rates. Uh, he said that he urged the Fed to, quote, get smart, make our interest competitive with other countries so that we can then focus on paying off and refinancing the debt. So. Part of the president's debt strategy is, hey, let's get the negative interest rates so at least uh, the the interest that we got to pay on the debt doesn't add to the, the already enormous amount. I mean, can you think about it? We got $23.2 trillion, even at, at 1.6%. That's a huge number. So the president's well, you know, going to try. That's crazy. Let me ask you a question. I mean, now, when markets freeze up, and you've seen it, you know, you're a little bit younger than me, but you've seen it, I think, three times where markets are illiquid, and they can't do anything about it. What, what does the Fed do when that happens? They lower interest rates. What happens when you're already negative? Doesn't make any sense. We'll be back. You're listening to The Blind Leading the Stupid. Thanks for tuning in. Patriot Radio News Hour is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. You can reach those fine people at one 800 951 or head out to their website at allamericangold.com. You know, we've seen just uh, just in the last oh, 30 years or so, we've seen three times, three major economic calamities. Um, recent history, 1987, Black Friday. Uh, I mean, believe it or not, the plunge protection team was activated, tried to hold it together. They had to dust that off. Uh, equity markets turned. The housing markets uh, followed suit. They started lowering rates in 87. By 91 and 92, they were foreclosing on untold amount of houses here in Arizona. and It was just crazy until ultimately um, the equity markets turned in 92 and Clinton came in and the dot com fixed everything, and then we went to 01, 9 11, 01, locked up the uh, equity markets. They shut them down. You couldn't buy or sell. You couldn't trade any of U.S. debt. That market stayed frozen. Commodity markets were shut. They started lowering interest rates immediately after that day. Then again in 2008, the uh, default of the U.S. housing uh, treasury mortgage backed securities, the market completely illiquid, could not buy or sell. It was basically shut. Um, they were foreclosing, again, on untold amount of homes across this country and here in Arizona. And all those were justifiably, okay, Wall Street sets records, record highs. President asking for interest rate cuts. Makes no sense. You know, they use that in case something happens. They lower rates to uh, instill confidence. Uh, people, you know, the, the money has to come out of the banks because you don't get any rate of return. They force people into Wall Street. The money moves, and, you know, it's, they get things going again. And I can go back a lot farther than in 87. We'd go Great Depressions and silver, 
you know, in the 80s, 1800s. And I mean, I can do this all day long, but these are just three examples. So, Joe, does any, do you see anything here that justifies America lowering interest rates with uh, housing setting uh, records, housing prices going just crazy again? I mean, the things that they're doing now are supposed to be done after all this crashes, not before. Yeah, and, and it's really, really interesting. I, I will say this, because you're right. No, right? When you sit there and you say, okay, GDP, even at one, you know, one seven two, let's just call it 2%. Even at 2%, uh, not horrible. Uh, and, and already, of course, you know, you look at interest rates today. I mean, by all measures outside of the last 15 years, historic low levels of, of on the federal funds rate as it is. But the one thing that I guess I'll give a little credence to is, hey, we need negative rates to try to slow down the rapid increase in the U.S. debt. You well, know, it, it would so help. I mean, there and you're- you got to park money somewhere. I mean, you got to put it somewhere. So, I mean, if you're a hedge fund and you're moving money into fixed income that you know you only get $250,000 of insurance in a in a in an FDIC account so yes you give the safe money as you give it to the US treasury we all know there's no way they're going to default but i mean if you have to pay them to do it you can pretty much take US pension funds public safety private pension funds all of them and throw them in the garbage cuz they're all going to be illiquid with negative interest rates well, I think they may all be illiquid anyway, right? It, it, it's a matter of of when, uh, not if, on on most of the pension funds in America. And I don't care what state you live in. I don't care what your city or county is trying to tell you. Uh, these pension plans, uh, they're they're just unpayable, uh, even with rates. You know, I guess they're not negative, but with rates all the way down here. But even if rates went back to five, six, seven, eight percent, they'd still be unpayable. Uh, but but it is uh, a really interesting thing to look at. So I'm kind of of the conclusion that the central bank is going to be buying bonds, uh, you know, for for a long, long time. I don't want to say forever. Till we get a new currency, some form of a electronic cur- currency, and I guess if we're gonna, you know, have to go to negative rates, right? No one's gonna buy it, so the central banks just got to buy even more. Of course, at that point, I don't know what are they gonna do. Are they gonna waive their fees and say, nope, we're not paying uh, the interest? Because it really, if you think about it, not that the central bank really has uh, the ability. Uh, to make money, but they can print it up. If, if if we go negative and the central bank buys it, and they can just start handing the treasury, here's the money that you needed to borrow, and here's some extra because of the negative rates, uh, I guess you could see a, a situation where at least it would slow the assault on the U.S. debt because it, this thing's coming like, uh, you know, uh, just picture like an avalanche coming the 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 way the debt has been increasing, and again, we got one more year, 2021, then in 2022, and I've told everybody this, we get another big jump in debt levels. So something's gonna have to give. I don't, I just am not smart enough to understand how it all could possibly work, Eric. I I just can't. 
Well, I don't know what percentage of the national debt is interest. You know what it is? Well, we're paying right now somewhere uh, somewhere in the vicinity of, I, I want to say, about $300 billion, maybe maybe $400 billion in interest uh, on the debt, uh, which, which really, when you think about it, at, at 7 or 8%, that number should be a lot higher than that. Uh, but since rates are so low, so it is, it, it, it's it's still a good number, a good size chunk of the debt. Uh, but really, when you think about, hey, one point five trillion, two trillion, right? Two point five trillion, three trillion, three hundred billion uh, isn't that big of a number. Well, and the problem is though, is they can't sell long-term financial instruments, so they've Correct. got long-term problems financed with short-term solutions and that's that's really where it starts to go parabolic so final segment you're listening to the patriot radio news hour eric cedarstrom with joe jaquin we'll be back after these messages welcome back final segment on this uh, 28th day of january 2020 thanks for tuning in this show's rebroadcast uh, podcast. You can go to uh, Patriot Trading Group on YouTube and listen if you missed it or you didn't think you heard it right, which happens a lot. People go, "Do they really say that?" Yeah, we did. So, you know, history repeats itself. Um, during the last economic downturn, you know, again lowering interest rates, the housing crash, '08, that uh, the urban miners. They were out, you know, stripping copper out of any, all these empty homes. They'd tear the copper out of the walls. They'd take the air conditioning units. They'd just grab anything they could get. It was a real problem. I mean, even where the Patriot offices have the, the water uh, valves, the, the heads that are made of brass that stick up in front of the commercial buildings, and now they're all in cages because the urban miners would come by and hook onto them with pickup trucks, and bang, they'd just rip them right out of the ground and you'd have a hundred foot tall fountain in front of your building all every night. Well, it's all coming back again. One of uh, the cedars from group.com. My wife uh, has a house for sale that uh, somebody jumped the fence and stole the pool pump out of it the other night. <laughs> so, so the more things change, the more they stay the same. Joe, what are the markets doing today? A quick look here at the markets. Like I said, the Dow's up a couple hundred points on a rebound. We got profit taken in the gold markets, uh, down nine bucks right now, fifteen sixty-eight. Silver uh, down over fifty cents, almost fifty-five cents right now, seventeen dollars and fifty-two cents. A really good entry point for all you silver folks out there. And I'm going to help you a little bit. We got rolls of silver quarters. Uh, 40 quarters in a roll and rolls of silver half dollars. Those are going to be uh, 20 half dollars in a roll. These are all pre-1965 silver, U.S. government hallmark silver. This is the cheapest way for you to get U.S. government hallmark silver, a lot cheaper uh, than silver eagles. They're both $145 a roll, both the quarters and the half dollars are $145 a roll. If you buy 10 rolls or more, $140 to the roll at 
888-900-0592. You're saving. That'd be, if you bought 10 rolls or more, you'd be saving $20 a roll uh, from where half dollars were yesterday. So just a great opportunity to get into the markets. Rolls of silver quarters and or silver half dollars. You can mix and match them uh, however you want to do it. $145 a roll. If you buy 10 rolls or more, $140 a roll, 800-951-0592, and and put them away. Put them away. Wendy Wendy will be answering phones all day today, uh, and I'll be getting ready to head out of here, Eric, heading up to Colorado, and I'll be up there broadcasting all week uh, from the mothership up there. Well, you know, you do a good job. We both have to be up there periodically, so I'm enjoying my time off. But I won't be doing the uh, forum show today or next Tuesday, but I'll try to sit in with uh, Jason and Brian. Joe, safe travels to you, and I'll talk to you later on today when you land at the mothership. God bless you, man. So, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Stay with us. Go to 1360KHNC.com if you want to hear more. Until uh, Thursday, I'll be back. Bye now. We'll be right back.